Okay, so who invests into venture capital? There's a number of different types of people or organizations that invest into venture capital. But I'm going to be honest, it is a bit gatekeep. And this is the reason why I did this series because when I found this out, when I learned right away, I thought that it was personal at first, but then I was like, I'm not gonna take it personal anymore because I'm actually gonna speak on this and talk about this. And if I can tell more people about this through my podcast, and I feel like this is where I want to stay in the podcast area and arena in Money Maven Mamacita, that I just want to continue these conversations, continue talking and continue talking out about it, right? Until finally something changes because if someone doesn't speak on it, if someone doesn't talk about it, it's never going to change. So when I felt that it was gate kept, of course, I'm going to talk about it because there's no gatekeeping in 2024 on Money Maven Mamacita. Come on. So if you are not an Excel accredited investor, so you have to be an accredited investor. And so there are qualifications, which is great. I was kind of glad to learn this, right? Because so many people want to call themselves investors, VCs, and you just don't really know who you're dealing with or what. So in these series, I'm going to teach you that so you can know the difference. And it's going to be very good for you to know this so that when you learn, you learn who is an accredited investor and these accredited investors, it's very difficult to actually invest into this category of venture capital or startups. Okay. But then there's also angel investing. So in order to be an accredited investor, there's these three different qualifications, basically that you have to meet one of three different criteria. You either have to have a net worth of over a million dollars, excluding your home, or you have to have an income of $200,000 per year for the past two years. Or if you don't reach any of those, and your other option is to have certain financial licenses, like a Series 7, Series 65, or I believe a Series 63. I'll just throw that out there so that you can know when to, you know, scan your investor and, and find out about them. So basically if you don't meet any of these three, any one of these three criteria, and it's going to be very difficult. Actually, you're not even allowed to invest into startups if you're not what's deemed as an accredited investor. So it's kind of weird. Of course, it's gatekept for this reason. For that, you know, if you ask like this and you see like what is going on, then you know exactly because this is also too the qualifications from the government. This, you know, you ask these questions, they're gonna say it's because startups are very risky. Even the government will tell you that it's because startups are very risky. Venture capital is very risky. And so they want to protect people from losing money in this space. So, Someone may not understand this and it does make sense because also it's kind of weird because then the rich people can invest into it and make money. So it's a strange setup, but that's just what the government has. Okay. And so outside of high net worth individuals, like, you know, millionaires who are investing into venture capital or investing into startups, 
the other types of organizations that invest into it are things like family offices. So family offices are basically just, well, rich people, like a rich family, say like the Waltons, right? They own Walmart. They started Walmart. They have a family office. So most billionaires have a family office. Basically, it's like a company. I mean, they have investors in that family office who then invest into things like venture capital alongside many other assets in most cases. But other things that invest into venture capital, things like pension funds, university endowments, right? So like Harvard and Yale and Princeton, they have billions of dollars under management and they invest a lot of that into venture capital, which is basically what I was saying earlier, how it's always these venture capitalist founders that are coming out of these type of prestige schools like, you know, Harvard. And and that's why, because they, they are the ones who are funding it. Princeton, they have billions of dollars in their management and they invest a lot of that into venture capital, things like bank corporations, insurance companies, actually a lot of corporations some have some type of venture fund. So if you're like, you know, Microsoft, you have a venture capital fund underneath Microsoft and they own, then they go and invest into startups because they want um, to like incubate some of those startups. In fact, even Chipotle, I remember last year during 2023 launched a venture capital fund as part of the company, right? And I forget how big it was. It was like 25 or $50 million venture capital fund that Chipotle launched. So there's really a wide variety of people and organizations who invest into venture capital. This is just like the top 10 overall VC funds that I actually don't even know where, where I got this chart from that I'm looking at right now that I'm going to actually be including in the downloadable. And then you can actually see it too on my YouTube video whenever I publish that. But it's, it's just talking about like the recent Howard Horowitz. Sometimes people use an acronym for this as like the venture capital firms, like 1816, A16Z, which owns Tech Week, Sequoia Capital, right? Which is very popular and things like, um, money things like this are what a lot of people look for these are benchmarks right they're general catalysts that you'll see very often on cap tables investing into some of these startups so we've invested alongside a number of these and so that's this is where the money is being deployed this is where people are investing into and through their funds and there's thousands of dollars venture capital funds there's really no limit to like these these funds they're really no limit they can start one anyone can start one like for example if they're starting a venture fund it doesn't have to be a multi-billion dollar fund i mean when someone is starting a fund they can invest millions but that's not just because you invest millions doesn't mean that you know investing your millions you're going to create billions, right? Or that you're through your fund because it's a, it's, it's a fun, right? It's like, first you have the fund. What kind of fund are you funding? Is it an early phase art right there? Or is, are you going through some startup accelerators? 
are, you know, and then two, ones that you're going to want to be aware of. There's a number of them, but the most popular is without a doubt going to be Y Combinator. So Y Combinator has incubated so many unicorn companies like Airbnb, Coinbase, which is a crypto, and OpenSea. And you know, I think DoorDash even goes on that list. And I just just through, you know, through looking at some of the companies that have been incubated in the Y Combinator, let me just say that the Y Combinator, it has two batches per year where they incubate usually over a hundred companies. I think this past match was over 200 companies and they basically, well, invested a small amount of money into the company and they will, it's, it's called a startup accelerator where they will connect those startup founders with investors and they allow those investors to invest into a number of companies that have gone through their Y Combinator through like something like Techstars as well is another very reputable um, incubator. So if you are a founder and you're thinking about starting a company, then I personally would recommend either of these as great startup accelerators. They do take a percentage of your business, but they give you, you know, a certain amount of money for that. And it's also helps you connect with um, best investors and it kind of just kind of gives you a great boost in my opinion there are some mixed reviews on this some people don't like why combinators but i think overall they're really great and if you get into y combinator if you're a founder and you get the y combinator stamp of approval it's great i mean like they're really it can really do wonders for you it can get you into meetings that maybe would otherwise be very difficult to get into if you were able to get into y combinators so be aware of these and you can actually invest into companies that these y combinators are actually you know investing into companies that go through the Y Combinators, there's hundreds of companies per year, and you can even just go out there on their site and go into one of their Combinator sites and see all of the companies in the most recent batch, and then just reach out to them like you're a high net worth individual or you're thinking about doing some angel investing. I've, you know, I've, I've considered doing this so many times, and I just, I've been to the Y Combinator site, I've looked through the companies, I've browsed through them, and I'll just like send an email or a DM, and it's so nice because you can meet some of the founders and connect with them and you could potentially invest into them of course you know this is not financial advice and you could lose all your money so you know if you go reach out to a company and it goes bankrupt because you invested that's on you okay i'm just saying let's talk about the historic returns and venture capital funds so the thing with venture capital is that it's very much and it's not standard it's, it's a lot it's very popular but it's not standardized like if you look at a lot of funds even like hedge funds they're going to be much more standardized when you're going to see a smaller return kind of a standard deviation of a return for funds like you know different type of hedge funds but the venture funds there really is a big spread so you can see for historic returns, don't forget to download my downloadable so you can have this or check out the YouTube video. 
the majority of funds returns, right? One time or less the money that was invested. So if a fund raises $10 million, there's about a 50 chance that that fund is over the fund over its 10 year lifespan just barely returns the money that was invested into it so this is where there is a lot of risk involved okay because we can see that we go up through there there's a one to three x return is about a 30 chance of that a three a five x return about a nine percent chance of that and then there are funds that return 10 20 or 30 times the value of the fund. And it has happened so many times in the past where you know they invest into Uber at a very early stage or they invest into Apple at a very early stage and end up making an incredible amount of money and a credible multiple on their capital. So as I said, you can see here, download the downloadable. Don't forget to check out my podcast, my actual YouTube video. There's quite a bit of risk and not everyone can win in this space. So the whole point of venture fund is how can you differentiate, how can you find those early companies that have the best chance of turning into unicorns, which a unicorn is just labeled as a company that is valued over a billion dollars, all right? And so, you know, I have made friends in this industry and I have no friends who have invested into companies and they have made 5 million valuations and then it balloons to a 15, 20 billion dollar valuation. And then they make a, make, end up making a 500 or a thousand times on that money that they invested into that company. So it's really is about taking as many swings as possible in venture, okay? So now that I've talked a little bit about venture capitalism, what it is, incubators, I hope that you'll join me on this series and the next episode on Money Maven Mamacita. If you want to connect with me, I'm Christina, the Meta Maven, and the YouTube channel is Christina Rodriguez Vlogs. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to today's episode. Please let me know any questions, send me DMs, connect with me through social media, and I will see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys. What's up, everyone? This is Christina, your money maven mamacita. Welcome to my podcast. I'm so glad that you are here. I'm starting a new series on venture capital because we need to break down this industry. And I'm so excited to begin this series. I'm even going to be recording the episodes on YouTube if you haven't already followed me there. So guys, let's go ahead and break down what venture capital is. If you are someone who wants to work in a VC firm, or if you're someone who wants to invest and become an investor and learn about being a a VC themselves, or if you're someone who wants, who is starting a startup and you want to look for VC venture capitalists and you want to know what they're looking for, these episodes are for you. So let's go ahead and jump right in.